0: i thank jesus being in the right mind yeah. glory to my most high god ah oh he's sitting on me i love it. oh it's awesome being in the right mind we talked about this last week so this is part two talking about the mind i always tend to go back and re-study what i've already studied <laughs> so the mind we talked about the mind in a lot of different ways but the mind it's considered to be quite a few things other than what we thought it would be. It means heart. A mind also means heart. Mm. Mind means heart. Intent of the heart means soul. your feelings and your desires. The heart means spirit also.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It means your will and your mind, you judge, and your reason. It's considered to be the center of man, the mind. However, in the scripture, the unbelieving mind is disqualified and considered to be worthless, rejected, and it fails every test. Mm. The unbelieving mind is disqualified, it's worthless, rejected, and it fails every test. The unbelieving mind. In 2 Timothy 1, 7, it states, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, of cowardness, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline, and self-control. Mm. Again, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of calm and well-balanced mind, and discipline and self-control. So this is the kind of mind we're supposed to have. We're supposed to have a power when it comes to our mind, not a weak mind. We're supposed to have a mind which is really protected by love, because when you feel like you're not loved, this is how you have all these image issues. Your image, your, your image, your self-esteem. You, because when you're loved, you're not concerned about how people see you and the, the world image of you. He said, of a calm and well-balanced mind. Calm. You're calm. You, you don't have all these issues and thoughts running through your mind and overtaking you and you feeling overwhelmed and you're out of focus. You're, you're calm. You're able to focus. You're well-balanced in your thoughts.
1: Really good.
0: You're disciplined in your thoughts. Your thoughts, they don't govern you. Your emotions don't govern you. You have self-control. I want to act out. But I will refrain from acting out and my emotions because I have a calm and well-balanced mind.
2: Mm. So I, I, like, I like that, you, the way you were putting it in 2 Timothy 1, 7, it says, God, it did not give you the spirit of timidity, mm-hmm. which is, and people are like, well, what is timidity? It's demonstrating a lack of courage or self-assurance. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. He hadn't given you that yeah. spirit of that lack of self-assurance.
0: Yes. Yeah. That things, this is, what, this is why we worry, because Curse. we think that things are not going to work out mm-hmm. right for us. So we don't have that self-assurance of the mm-hmm. word of God yeah. that all things Work up for those who love the Lord and walk upright.
2: That word is timidity. So he said he didn't give you a spirit of that. Mm -mm. Mm. That's pretty good, though. But
0: he did give you a spirit. But he did give you a spirit. And that spirit has power, Power. has Mm. self-control. powers power is love Mm. and is well-balanced.
2: That's the spirit he gave you. He did not Mm -hmm. give you the spirit of timidity. Amen even though you can have it. He didn't yes. give that to
0: you. Amen. It's
2: really good.
0: It is, in this, it is in the spirit of the mind. And in the spirit of the mind, there's power. And there's power to change itself. You have power to change the way that you're thinking. Mm, I know
2: that's right.
0: And when you hear and read the word of God, that power that's able to change your thought pattern, it actually radically altered the entirety of the inner man. It radically changed the thought pattern of the inner man, the born-again man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Radically. Go ahead. Mm, it's fine.
3: Um, okay, when you hear this scripture taught, mm-hmm. most times they they split it up into... Oh, sorry. Uh, most times in the church growing up, when you hear this... Scripture taught, they say, power, love, and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I may be majoring on a minor, so if I am, you can tell me.
0: Um,
3: But power, love, and a sound mind, is that all coming from one spirit, or is that three separate things?
0: One spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a spirit that he has given us. You have the power to lay down those things that you didn't have the power to do before. He's given you that power in the spirit and your recreated spirit that he's given you. So there's nothing that you can't overcome because he's given you that power in your new recreated born spirit. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you cannot overcome because he has delegated his power in
2: his spirit that which he recreated you in. This is, this is so good. And remember that what you just said because He didn't give you that spirit of timidity, which is a lack of courage Mm -hmm. to even attempt to lay that thing down.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's awesome that we really take hold of our new birth. For Paul says, for in my inner self, I completely agree Mm -hmm. with God's Torah. He says this. For in my inner self, I completely agree with God's law, with his teaching. My inner man, my recreated spirit, totally agrees with God's teaching. Mm. But in my various parts, I see a different Torah. Mm. (laughs) One that battles with the Torah in my mind and makes me a prisoner of the sin's Torah. Of the sin's teaching of this world. The world, when you're born, it teaches you how to live in this world system and the culture of the world. It's a teaching. The old man had a teaching. It had a law. So Paul is saying, but in my various parts, I see a different Torah, one that battles with the Torah, In my mind, it makes me a prisoner of the sin's Torah, which is operating in my various parts of my body, of my flesh, of my mind, of my faculties, of my emotions. What a miserable creature I am. Aren't we? When we battle with which law we will adhere to, the Torah of sin or the Torah of life, in life. He said, what a miserable man I am. How miserable are you when you try to live as the old and new man? Mm. He said, I am most miserable. Who will rescue me from this body bound for death? Thanks be to God, he will, through Yeshua, the Messiah, our Lord. And he has. He has delivered you From the depth of this world, from the old Torah, the old man, the old nature. But Paul says, there's a battle when I want to do good.
2: There
0: you go. Evil's always present. present.
2: The thing that I should do, I don't. The thing
0: that I I should do, I don't do. What I I shouldn't do, do, that I I do. (laughs) This is the battle of the teaching of the law.
2: That's what he said. I found the law now.
0: But the new law for the new recreation spirit is this, is that the law of spirit and life. No longer the law of sin and death. But this is the battle in the mind of God's people. (laughs) Did you have something
2: else? Oh, no, that was actually it. Okay. Actually, said it because <laughs> I, I was saying that you are now, since you are the new creation, mm-hmm. you've been redeemed. You are no longer under the law of the curse and death. You're mm-hmm. no, you're, you're no longer under that, but you're alive now mm-hmm. by the Spirit. Yes. So I don't think you got to realize that you there is a spiritual dynamic that happens when you're born again, and what happens is your mind fights that it is that it was a profound change. who i was in it right there There was a profound change in who you were there was a profound and it should be seen who i was you knew who i was but now that i am born again there's a different person everything about me is new amen including my thinking
0: paul said to sum it up with my mind he have decided i'm a slave of god's torah And this is a decision that we have to make. He said, but with my old nature, I'm a slave of sin's Torah. Sin and death. My old man was a slave to the sin teaching, to the world, to what the world says, how I should dress, how I should act, what's right, what's morally right, and what's morally wrong. The world's teaching. He said, but I have made a decision to be a slave to God's Torah. And this is a decision that we have to make that a lot of us have not really committed to.
2: Is that you have to be a slave, become a
0: slave to God's teaching.
2: Paul said he was a bond slave and that's what he was. And uh, he just really submitted his will. Mm -hmm. And that's what a slave does. He submits his will over to his master. And
0: he does that. A slave does that because, guess what? You have no choice. Mm-hmm. You're no you mine, yep. and your life is not your own. You're I tell a slave. You, I
2: tell you everything. I provide shelter. <laughs> right. I tell you what to eat, what to wear, yeah. how long to work, yeah. when to work. Yeah. All these things. The same thing. That the see in Torah means teaching and instruction. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. I think we had a question mm-hmm. in the back back there. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: Hello? Hello.
0: Hi, Dina.
4: It's not a question. It's more so an observation mm-hmm. that I made, especially this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being out and meeting new people, I've actually had some people approach me as if they knew who I was more than I knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I guess
0: one example is you know wanting to mm-hmm. go. For
1: Amen. Amen. Oh, we're okay. good. Come on, then. Come on, Bert. Oh, oh really? God. Oh.
0: Awesome. Wow. Glory to God. Mom. How are
1: you?
0: Awesome. How you doing, sir? Awesome surprise. Come awesome. On, glorious Come on, surprise. Love it.
2: It's just family. It's family. It's family. It's Family. It's family. <laughs> it's Everybody better in a family, amen. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, Dina, you were saying? It's, it's, sure, yes. Get that mic on. No, it's important. Sure we mic want is to hear on. it. You got it on? Oh, okay. Yeah. There
4: you go. I got to find my point. Um,
0: and talking to a lot of people, meeting a lot of people.
4: Yeah, they um, were, it was like they recognized who I was, like, almost... Because now I kind of see as the world is under one management and then those who are born again are under, you know, the the life of God. So, But I've had people approach me or respond to me as if they knew you're not of us. You know, right. you don't want to hang with us. You can't. I don't think that's a good idea. And I just thought it was pretty amazing mm-hmm. that, you know, they were able to Notice my citizenship. Amen.
0: And know that Glory you Glory to God. <laughs> no, I Amen. just that pretty cool. that's, that's awesome really because good. it's how you're living your life and, and not that you have on what, what Jesus do on your clothes and anything, but they see that the life, that you're living a peculiar life that's separate and different from mine. Amen.
2: That's
0: awesome. And I think Amen.
2: one of the most important things that you realize. Amen. Where oh, are you from. God. I think that's the most important thing because a lot of times, we don't really realize that. Or we realize that while we're here. But as soon as we step outside that door, mm-hmm. I'm not the new creation. Mm-hmm. I'm not born again. Old things haven't passed away. Right. All things ain't been made new. You see what I'm saying? So it's good that you realize that and that they can see that. Amen? Mm-hmm. Stay in that.
0: So our topic today is being in the right mind. Being in the right mind. Um, and in the beginning, we know that Adam, you know, first of all, he was walking with God, and of course he was in the right mind. He was in the very presence of God until his fall. Then this is what we became. So when you're in your right mind, we kind of gave a definition really about um, being sane and insane. So when a person, let's talk about being insane first real quick. Insane means in a state of mind that prevents normal perception or behavior or social interaction. Seriously, mentally ill, insane. Insane means psychotic. It means deranged. It means demented. It means unhinged. It means unbalanced, unstable, when you're not in the right mind. It means disturbed. We're talking about being insane. But the Word of God says that he has given us a sound mind. Mm -hmm. So that means that you're sane. So not to be in a sound mind means that you're insane. Mm. You're unbalanced. You're unstable in the things that you do and how you think. But now he has given us his mind, the mind of Christ. A sound mind. You're balancing your thinking. You are assured that what he says is the truth. You're not double-minded because you have the mind of Christ.
2: Amen. <laughs> he said, uh-huh. He <laughs> so was saying amen on that double-minded. He did. The Bible says that the double-minded man think receives nothing from God. He receives nothing from God. The double-minded man. And think about that. Please do.
0: Being double-minded. He said, "A person who does not receive his word is rejected." This is what I was talking about with faith. You don't have to try to have faith. He's giving you faith. He's given his entire creation, even the non-believers. <laughs> a certain measure of faith. Mm -hmm. And you just have to accept. And when you accept them, even with the sinner's prayer, when you accept, you didn't have to try to believe. You had to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, what happened was the faith in you now received, caused you to believe, because you had no belief in you, not for what was supernatural, and it caused you to understand. The faith in you causes you to understand what is spiritual. So stop trying to naturally understand something spiritual.
2: Stop trying to use your intellect. You can't use your intellect to understand the spiritual things.
1: So
0: we are gonna have a problem
2: with that. Exactly. Because it doesn't make sense. It's, It doesn't. The spiritual doesn't make sense to the natural. It's foolish. Oh my. this is why you got atheists and scientists Mm -hmm. who are not spiritual. This is why they can't see God. That God created everything. So where did the Big Bang? Well, how did that happen? Where did that come from? Where did the bang come from? You know, go all the way back. The Bible says that the fool in in his has said there is no God in his heart. In his heart. In his
0: heart. So again, even the Mind in his mind, mind means heart, mind means soul. It's in different ways and content. So, Dave, I'm really gonna expound much more on um, the spirit of the mind as well, because you had the question, and I, so I went and I dug a little deeper. So, let's talk about a, a few other key words. The recreated spirit. We talked about that. It's your reasoning faculties when they become renewed and brought back into harmony with your recreated human spirit. Otherwise, reasoning factors are dependent upon your senses, what you see, what you hear, what you feel. And thus, if you're living by your senses, you're living an insane life, mm-hmm. an unbalanced life. That's mm-hmm. what it means. If you're living by your senses, you're living in an unbalanced life,
2: Help him because unstable life. They're going to be like, I need to see, I need to hear, mm-hmm. I need to touch, I need to feel your natural senses but you have spiritual senses as well this is not how you're supposed to make your
0: life judgment and these are spiritual we're talking Mm -hmm. spiritual decisions and for us we are a spirit so where do I live where do I work what do I do you're led and should be led by the spirit not by what you see on TV the world system so what I'm talking about when it comes to your senses how it's educated through the world. Mm-hmm. This, if you're using it for that purpose, you're living an unbalanced, unstable life, and you make very unbalanced, unstable decisions. Mm-hmm. And this brings you heartache. This brings you frustration. This brings you into bad relationships that you try to get out of and you didn't see yourself getting into it because you were being led by your flesh and not by the spirit, not by your recreated human spirit. And your emotions uh, work through your senses. Through your senses as well. And so we'll talk about senses. Your senses are considered to be the instructor of your brain. Mm. Your senses instruct your brain as to how to think and what to do. Meaning that if you couldn't hear, see, touch, smell, or taste, you would be brain dead. You're considered to be brain dead. Because your senses is what educate you and allow you to experience life. Your senses do. Think about it when a person is really declared brain dead. Think about it. Why have they declared the person clinically brain dead? Do y'all know? Because they are not using their senses. Can't see, they can't respond to now Mm -hmm. this world,
2: but they're still alive. They're still conscious. They're still conscious. Even in their unconscious state, they're conscious. Or a person that's in a coma, Mm -hmm. you can use a person that's in a coma. Many times you have people who have been in comas. Mm -hmm. They they are coherent about everything that is around them, what people said, conversations. Everything just can't respond Mm -hmm. with their senses. You know. but they can hear, they can hear you. Um, Some of them, eyes may be open or closed, it just depends, but they cannot interact with you, Um, but they are alive, so they're almost in like a stasis sense.
0: And this is the place, and that's true, this Mm -hmm. is the place that where really God wants you. He he wants you to be brain dead, and a sense to where your senses is not instructing you, your emotions not leading you, Mm Because when you're in that state of your senses educating you, you are making decisions based on how you're brought up. You're making decisions on your interaction, your experience with people, or a lot thereof, interaction with people. And this is how you make decisions, this is how you live by your senses what you've been seeing most of your life, whether it was good or whether it was bad, your experience of what you saw, your ear gate, what you, what you heard in your life. And growing up as a child, even as an adult, that has determined for you really who you are and where you're at right now in this, this very moment. Your life experience, your parents, your siblings, your friends, where you were working, where you were living, what was said, what wasn't said, the negative words that were spoke over you, the positive words that were spoken over you. And that kind of guided you to a place to where you're at this very moment. Think about it. So now you need to rethink about allowing Holy Spirit now to guide and direct you to his place and purpose for you and destination for you. Because where you're probably at right now is not the place that God has for you. Because someone else has determined the very position in life where you're at right now. A group of people, a generation of, of a nation, the world system, your own thoughts has brought you to where you're at right now. But the good news is that you, God can now lead you to the place that where he would have you to be. Let's go to our foundation scripture here in Romans 12, 1 through 2. Again, it's Romans 12, 1 through 2, and it's amplified. And he says here, I appeal to you. He's basically begging you. Paul is begging you. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in the view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourself what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. What what is all that saying? First of all, Paul is begging you to make a decision pertaining to the, your body, and he says, all your faculties, your eyes, how you're hearing, what you're tasting, what you're smelling, your life experience, he says, I'm asking you to dedicate that all to God, your mind, your reasoning, how you've been reasoning, how you've been thinking, he says, I'm asking you to dedicate and devote your senses to me. Because for your entire life, you've been devoting, you have dedicated your senses to this world. And this world has told you what looks good, what feels good, what's right for you, what's not right for you. And you have built your life on this world. And this world determines whether you're happy or whether you're sad. This world does. Whether you have a big house or a small house, this world has. Whether you have an old car or a new car, this world has told you that and has caused you to fall into a place of depression and dis-ease and dismay. This world has.
2: So, mm-hmm. you get people who come to church and. They hear the so-called gospel of prosperity, Mm -hmm. and they make you think that you don't know God or you don't believe or have faith if you don't have a certain amount of materialistic things. Is that true? That's not true, is it? But this is part of the same world system that she just talked about.
0: Hold on, Pastor. You just asked
2: him, was that true? Is that true? So you said no, right? I had somebody say no. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's true, but it's not true what Right.
0: Yes. Right. So right. if it's not true, and if you're saying that's not true, then how come when you're in a situation and you lose your job or your house? Or your house. Or your car. And you don't have a car, don't have money in the bank, why are you so much at dis ease and depressed and sad?
2: Do you think God's not with you then? He got Amen, that right. Mom. Amen, he sure is. Yes. But most people don't think that he is. It's just like Rebecca. Mm-hmm. When he was crying out and praying for the nation, yes. they didn't think that God heard him. But he said, I've heard him. Matter of fact, I heard you so much, I'm going ahead. You don't even know what I've done. And he said, When I do show you, you're going to be astonished and yeah. amazed. Same thing for when you lose your car or your house. But we have conditioned ourselves because this is what your senses
0: have educated your brain to. This is why you are depressed because your senses has educated your brain to think. When I don't have this, is not good, mm-hmm. so I should be sad. Your senses has educated you, instructed you to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, our senses tell our brain. Mm-hmm what to think, what to feel, and all like that. So how do we really learn? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're naturally gifted. He's naturally gifted at drawing, mm-hmm. okay? But in order to maybe better the gift that God has already given him, let's say he went to school.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Does, that, does that enhance the gift, or is it just teaching your senses how to do something better. Like I'm um I don't I hope I'm not getting it wrong, but like how do you I don't wanna be learning by my senses and my flesh. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanna learn spiritually. So I wanna be able to even in all things pull out what is spiritually necessary for whatever it is that God wants me to do. I but we've lived a life being trained by our senses. Like um, I hope I'm gonna try showing it up. That's good. Like I play, mean. I play piano without any teaching, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everybody's already always told me, "Hey, you need to go be taught." Mm-hmm. But does if I go do that, does that taint what God has just gifted me to do? No. Like, how does it? How does that work?
0: No, if you're speaking about a gifting that God has already given you, no, it's only going to enhance because He's given you that gift. Versus be something that our sisters is educating us that, um, yeah, people are always uh, striving for riches. So, again, if they feel that they don't have the you know, big home or the nice car, then they're not happy. Their sisters has educated them to feel that way. Right. That has nothing to do with God's gifting. So, in your uh, example, with having the gifting a uh, innate. Uh, gift that God has given you to play the keyboard to enhance that, that is only going to be something better for you. So there's n- nothing negative about that. Because that's, that's, that's something that we should do. Just like we're going to school, academics. Why? Well, I, I shouldn't go to school? No, that's because now I have to work, I have to have a career. There's certain things that I, I'm in the world, but not of the world. That part will be for that. Because I'm in the world, and if that's the gift that God has given me. And let's say you want to teach others how to do that. You probably need to, to enhance even what you have more. Just like I said, I have already put this lesson together. I said, Dave, but because of your question, I went back again to study more. And so this is why we should. There's nothing wrong with education. This is something you should do is to educate yourself. But this shouldn't be your foundation. This shouldn't be what is leading me and ruling me. What should be leading me and ruling me is the spirit of God. Amen. And we're going to talk more about what you're saying now because I know exactly
2: where, where you're headed. I want to just add this, yes. a, a little bit to that, um, Dave, because um, I think our, what it is when you become a Christian or born again is that before that, I was ruled. I I was ruled by my senses, my judgments, my decisions. Everything I did was flesh. It didn't involve God. Mm-hmm. It didn't involve the Holy Spirit that's inside of me. Not the leading of the Spirit, but your senses are there. God mm-hmm. God placed them, placed them there to
0: experience this world. To
2: experience this world. Mm-hmm. Now you have in, in inherited, you know, gifting. A lot of people can have the gifting to speak, mm-hmm. to write. But the more you do it, the practice, you know, it, it enhances what you have. And I know you already reiterated on yeah. that, but I'm just going in there because I don't want people to think that you don't need your senses. You, God placed them there. It is just that he should be ruling them for and his not purpose. you. Mm-hmm. So you can rule your own senses and go by your own judgment instead of consulting him when it comes to the things of the spirit. But the senses are there for you to experience the natural world. All right. But so, not to be ruled by them. Not those. to be ruled by them. You're supposed to be ruled by his spirit. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he placed those senses, all those in there for a reason. Now, we can use them and let them lead us in a, even in a lustful way. That's not God placed that in there, but it's supposed to be after the word mm-hmm. or after your wife, mm-hmm. not other things. So those senses are there. We just allow them to rule us. We allow what we see to rule us. And that's a good
0: question because I don't even use a rocket really as a singer too. Uh, is that? It's nothing wrong with her even taking certain vocal lessons, because it's just just to enhance what's already there. So the people of God who have giftings, just like my, myself, because uh, you have people tell you that oh you don't need to go to seminary school. You know God's already you know gifted you to teach. I. Believe that you still need to have, first of all, Holy Spirit. Before I go to seminary school. Please. Do not go to seminary school without Holy Spirit. (laughs) You need help because he's a revealer of truth. And so you wouldn't know someone teaching you something wrong. But I need to go because, first of all, because, again, because you're in the world, there's structure. But even though when the Holy Spirit comes... He has his own structure, his own timing, but just for a certain format. And because you're dealing with people, you're dealing with people. So I, I can't just we can't just be worshiping the whole day, every day, and, and never have teaching. See, a certain order and certain things, and and um, there are a there is a platform of study that should be required to be qualified to teach beyond having the Holy Spirit. Understand me? So, And so I did. I went to school because I was told you don't have to go to school to teach. And this is why a lot of people, they're teaching an error. Because the teaching taught me something. First of all, it taught me good structure. It taught me how not to... I have Holy Spirit, and when you initially really you know, receive Holy Spirit and, and the anointing, it's, it's overpowering. And so people get to, they're all over the place because they don't know how to hear God and teach at the same time. So you, you're confusing the people. I'm jumping from one subject to the other subject. I'm back over here. And people, you know, it happens. So now it brings, a, it brings everything in focus and perspective and order and structure in teaching. That's what it taught me. And it taught me, really, first of all, to become a student. When I went to seminary school, it taught me how to be a student of the word, how to research, how to seek out. Because a lot of people, when they, they grew up in church, they just, you know, pull up a topic and start just teaching often and, and knowing a lot of their own paraphrasing of the word. And they came up with their own gospel pretty much every the time they, you left there. <laughs> so it's, it's needed. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit has to be the ultimate, ultimate one on the agenda. I think, oh, Carl, you have yes. something?
3: Yeah, I was going to say um, you hit it when well, you said the structure of it because I was like even with him
2: in music, mm-hmm. he can play it all day. But to share it with other people, right. like you said, to teach it or right. to have somebody play what he played. Mm-hmm. If you naturally can play but you can't write music, right. you can't pass the music on to anybody That's right.
0: else. That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like
2: you, it's really you have to go to school for some things. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's the structure of it that you need to learn because other than that, there will be no order. You can't share it. You can't pass it to anybody else to do
0: and what else is going to happen? Is doing while you're learning, is Holy Spirit is going to come in, and it's all orchestrating a part of what He would have for us. He's going to come in and things that no one else probably even know, and they have been instructed been an instructive music for I don't know how long. You will get it because you'll be able to hear Holy Spirit and the insight and the wisdom that's going to come while you're being taught. That's what's so awesome with having Holy Spirit with the academics of learning. Amen.
2: So what you're saying, you're kind of limited even with your natural senses. Once you use Holy Spirit, yeah. he uses you. He enhances right. what's already there. Amen. He gives you good, good wisdom and judgment. Mm-hmm. And he allows you, even in your gifting, Amen. he allows you in your, listen to this, in your gifting, mm-hmm. he, he enhances, he, he has an anointing on your gifting. Amen. Um, so it's like when I, I draw, I mean, I can draw, but because I'm, I'm in the Holy Spirit and he's in me, and I can really see Amen. further than what I could see before mm-hmm. or how it's done. I always see it in the end. And it's not just that. It's everyone in here mm-hmm. has a gifting.
1: Amen.
2: God has created you with a special gift. Mm-hmm. What we haven't done is develop that gifting. Amen. First of all, you can't develop the gifting until you identify your gifting.
1: Amen.
2: So I, I, would, I would ask you to do that tonight. Everyone, it has no age variation on it. I've been doing what I do since I was, since I was born. I mean, but, see, I could hold a pen. <laughs> so it's the same thing. You, you've been doing something. You have some gifting. Mom, you have a gifting. Amen. Everyone has a gifting. Amen. That's what God does. And if the end that gifting,
0: because this is what people are trying to, trying to you know, figure out, okay, get a better job, get better pay, then I'll be able to do this, then I'll be able to do that. But this is why he's giving you a gifting. Your prosperity is in your gifting.
2: gifting. So sometimes, while you're not prospering, because you're not utilizing what is your natural gifting. Yeah. I, okay. I, I did house. I was out building houses when I was younger. I was building houses. Bricks falling on me. Wood falling. We just on can't me, see that. Everything. Did y'all see that? I can't see that. I couldn't see. I you actually, in of know I actually went to school. I went to school. I right. went to school for carpentry. Can do all this type of stuff. And it wasn't for me, listen, it wasn't for me to be out-building them. It was for me to be sitting behind Jesus. the computer designing them,
1: mm-hmm.
2: not knowing the, the, the gift. I knew all, mm-hmm. the, all the, the headers. I knew all the everything I needed right, to build. Right. It's just why I wasn't out there supposed to be physically building. I was supposed to be behind the computer designing them. Amen. So, see, I had to find that out, and that's, that's where pastor. I prosper. That's what I do.
0: And that's good, Pastor, because, and which wish I'm a little jealous about but I'm getting over it, is that, yeah. you know, <laughs> And now I got all these degrees. Pray for. Y'all. And I'm like, man, he can pay like three times, you know, more than I'm getting paid and I have my masters. But it's because of that his gifting and he connected with men for thee and people for his life. And through experience and hands on. Yeah, hands on. Hands on. Hands on his
2: Gifting key. brought about his prosperity. So y'all sitting here it's crazy. Yeah, no, and you will, oh, man. listen, this is what, so you know, it's like, is like, listen, let me use Al because he's not here. Al can write.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Al can write, he can write, he can write. But he's selling beds, selling beds, selling beds. Selling
0: mattresses.
2: That's not your gifting. Your gifting is writing. Shout out to Al mattress. Firm. He's not here right now, but I will talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're wondering why we're struggling. Because you're not in your gifting. You're anointed. He will anoint you in your gifting. Mm-hmm. He will anoint you in your gifting. Minds with people as a pastor. Yep. You don't just become a pastor. Yeah. You've been Matter of fact, he called you that from the foundation. Your life experiences. Yeah. How you work and maneuver and treat people is your gifting. Mm-hmm. You're a professional friend mm-hmm. as a pastor. Oh, you, are you, you have to love people. See, you're not in your, your, your anointing. It's multifold. Your anointing yes, it is, That's is multifold.
0: That's it. That's
2: it's whatever I touch, whatever I'm doing, you can see that anointing in it. You know, pastors who are not anointed to pastor, but they're you, But they're pastor. So you know, people who are doing your job. Some people are like, hey, they're really good. How come they're so good? I'm doing the same thing, working just as hard, and I'm not going anywhere because you're not anointed for that. Amen. Your gifting is in that. It might not just be doing it. It might be managing it. That's good. That's you know, right. you got a lot of people who are art critics. Can't draw a lick, but they can tell you the whole history of art. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of artists who don't know nothing. Wow. Just know how to draw.
0: They we had some, I think, there was that. Yes, real
3: quick, I was just going to say, this is why um, it proves that everything points to God. Because mm-hmm. if you were to lose, the job that the world gave you, mm-hmm. you go back to your natural gift that God oh, yeah. gave you. Come on. So everything points back Come on, to Daris. God. Mm, go
2: so, ahead, so you know what? Darius is so right because when Amen. I lost my job after 14 years for no apparent reason, mm-hmm. I used my same gifting mm-hmm. to make my own business, do my own work. Same gift. I ain't even going, I got to go a new career now. No, I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So true. He had something. He
0: so when you
4: go to receive education, if you're not going to enhance your gift, you're going to enhance your senses.
0: Either way, your senses is going to be enhanced. Either way, yeah, either way, your senses is going to be enhanced. But the thing about it is that you're not in God's divine plan for your life. This is what we want to get in. We want to really finally get on God's plan. We want to finally really get on God's plan for your life. It makes your life much easier, less frustration, because it will come with ease. And I just, man for thee, people for your life, situations and circumstances that you'll be able to really deal with. You know, uh, I believe where you're at now is that you're feeling like, you know, that is not really probably what God would have to be, but you're there now until he says otherwise. And there's some things that even if you're there, it's something That's why we need to ask God, what is I I'm supposed to be? Hearing and seeing and learning about this situation, that, you know, as to why I'm still here. And, you know, just for myself, that's what I, because I was desperately trying to leave myself. Right. But uh, he finally told me, he so said, I'm going to elevate you right where you're standing. But we got to get to where we really hear God. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to just read the word and um, hear the word, but actually really be in a position in your life to really hear God, you really hear God's voice as audible as I'm speaking now, mm-hmm. is to say, remain here, leave, mm-hmm. or it, it comes in a different way. Just like for us with moving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I kept, for some reason, going to work, I kept seeing a forensic, and it was like they kept pulling me and I'm like, why well, am keep looking? And, this, and I haven't even shared this with Pastor, but this has happened... To me, uh, for every move that we have, is that I'm looking and being pulled, you know, because God is is talking to us, but we're not perceiving how he's talking to us and when he's talking to
2: us about our lives. I just want to add one more more thing to that, um, uh, that gifting. Uh, It's going to be that you have a passion for it, too. Mm -hmm. So what you're passionate about, that's the other thing that will enhance or pull you in line with your gifting. Like, when I work, it's not like I work. It's like I get paid to, to, to draw. This is crazy. <laughs> Most people are like, you know, man, yeah. this is work. Mm-hmm. But to me, because it's my gifting, right. it's, it's easy. Mm-hmm. And to do the same thing with shepherding. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy. It's not a, it's like, um, it's not a taxing. Right. It's, I welcome it. Right. So it's a difference when it comes to your gifting. That's why some of y'all, I go to work, I just hate my job. I just, that night, the job for you, if you hate it. Did
3: you have something, Dave? First, I want to say that I'm completely jealous of Pastor Ryder Fred Lena. And I want to know um, how do you get like, How do you get to that point where you are gifting and doing that as opposed to doing something that seems to be totally outside of any gift? It happens, Dave. Yeah.
0: It, you just got to continue on the journey. And God will open doors. He will move people around. He will position you where he will have you to be. It's not that we try to look for it because Fredlina um, didn't realize it. She, not that she knew it was coming because when she did the website, I said, and so, man for thee, people for your life, and you don't know when you need to really recognize when God is speaking to us. And so when I was praying for her, I said, I said Fredlina, I said, step back and see the glory of God with what you've done with your hands and your eyes, with designing the website. I said, that's God's glory. Then she, when she really stepped back and saw God's hand using her, she saw really that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I really want to do this. This is what I want to do. But not knowing it. So she didn't know it till what, just a month ago? Mm-hmm. To now, so this is why we have to, we need to learn to really hear God's voice. And to do that, we need to stop hearing all this other distraction and noise and frustration and your thoughts. This is why you can't clearly hear God because he's speaking to you.
2: Mm-hmm. I think Star has a question mm-hmm. back there as well. You do?
4: Um, when you said um, when you have Holy Spirit, it enhances and it shows more going to school for dance, mm-hmm. I thought I was so creative, and I thought it was creative and awesome for me to do it, mm-hmm. but when I receive Holy Spirit, I can actually see the whole performance before I even teach it. So, like, when I had Janae, it was, I just didn't know how it's was going to come together, because it was like, I'm going from work, I'm you know, going to dance, okay, I feel like I'm not creating enough. So, I didn't see the whole performance until a month before recital, and I was nervous, but wow. it came out awesome, and I had a like, a bunch of kids that didn't know
0: nothing about dance. Yeah. Well, so. And that's good. So Dana just confirms it again. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, for Star Dance, you know, she, she has the, the talents, the natural, innate, talented minister. But then it's still to teach others. And, and this is for dance, where she will have her own studio, and, you know, and to teach others what she has. But, you know, you have to do it. okay. Being this natural for her, how can she you need to get the kids some kind of count? I didn't gonna well, make me do it. You have Eight to count use six count, I don't know. your
2: senses, you to count. You have to use your senses. So they just not run you, allow yeah. God to run you, and your senses will follow. The other thing is, um, day when um, it's like what you say. Well, how do you do it? Listen, I've been I was I've been in the engineering field for 30 years. But Mel said, you should be doing your own business. Now I'm working at my job, comfortable, loving. But she said, you should be doing your own. But not until I lost the job that I actually pursue my business. Other than that, I wasn't doing it. I was comfortable getting paid, got health care, all of that, you know. But then the minute that I lose that, now what do I do? What do I do? I, I really had to jump out. Be appreciative of the job, the, the job that you have right now. Be very, because God gives you that. He said he gives all promotion comes from God. Do your job, do it under him. If you do that job, under him. He already knows that you should do music, and now not only that, but you mix media in with the music. See, that's the business if you got faith enough to really believe and jump out and do it, but you're going to have to be diligent. You're going to have to learn some business um, things to really do that. Get your license first before you even do anything. So you have to see. You can have that desire, but there's a protocol that has to be followed. Faith without works is dead as a protocol. So a lot of time, yeah, a lot of time for Christians, we just want to jump out, and we haven't even researched or studied. Star going to have our own dance studio. This is what she is. She's going to have that. But now she's seeing that she's being pulled to that, but she's still got a regular job. She's she got to, you know, pay for her bills, kids, and all that. But ultimately, this is where she is going because she believes it. She sees it. Amen. But she got to do that—that due diligence. She she got to sit underneath somebody right now, that she's been doing before she branch out. It's always good to do that. That's why it is with Farlena. I'm I'm showing her some things. I'm pushing her, you know. I had to pull back because you got to be careful that you might crack. Because I I can really go at you to be demanding Mm -hmm. of when it comes to it because I know it's gonna make you better. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to handle the clients. It's the same thing with you on your job. Mm -hmm. When you allow Holy Spirit. To run that, you'll be, you won't be—you will be in there fussing at the boss. You'll be on time. you do what is expected of you. You'll do what's expected of you when nobody's watching. You're just gonna do it. Ms. Lane. we're coming up on the half an hour. We're coming up on it. Um, <coughs> Real quick.
4: <laughs> what do you, um, let's say for the person who was, well, I'll just use myself, I was ran by my emotions, my feelings, and what I saw. And I went to school. Um, team for whatever, too many degrees on what I'm not so called passionate to, all because of my emotional standpoint. So I study psychology for too many years. And so, what do you do when you feel like you've wasted time, per se, okay. in something that wasn't your gift?
0: What you do is, first of all, reflect back to what the Word of God says about us. Uh, he said if you even consider it as a mistake, our mistakes is not even a mistake, first of all. thanks going on. Can you grab Because it will cause the mistakes to work out for your good. So, obviously a mistake of a, a saint is not a mistake. And it could be just for yourself. Could be just for yourself. What I did, uh, even with going to school, and I, I I didn't do it for what I thought I was going for. Uh, I did it just to break uh, illiteracy in my family. Yep. I did it for that purpose. A curse. I went to, you know, to, to break a curse in the family. I went as far as to get my master's. I did not get my Ph.D., but I'm like, look, I got some other things to do. I think it's a strong enough statement. So, and doing that, I still incorporated communication, then double-minded marketing, and also counseling, not realizing that, Walk of ministry, part of what you do, definitely communication is a huge thing, and also counseling is another huge thing. So it was a two-fold. So I believe part of it, for the uh, psychology part, is for for yourself and understanding people, and should really promote and help your own individual growth. Amen? Amen? And then that could be something even through the ministry as you can help others with dealing with All your emotions. Oh, what do I do with that? You use it.
1: Yep. First of all,
0: use it on yourself. As I'm doing for my own self. use it. Use it for yourself. I'm trying to find out how can I I best teach. And to do that, you have to be a very effective communicator. Certain things you just shouldn't do if you don't have
2: all the other skill sets because it's required. And I think that's excellent what you just said about using. See, you can't look at, and I told you, if you... Thinking that way, the wrong perspective is a wrong interpretation, OK? So when you went to school, and you went to school for psychology, you got a master in that, and it's a study of what? Human what? Behavior, right? So you in, now you're doing web page development wow. assignment. So you should be able to bridge those two when you talk to your client and get into his psyche about what they're really trying to relay on their <laughs> website. You should be able to understand that better than he does because you studied this. Or any other client. See, you can't, see, it works for your good. It's how you compartmentalize what you learned in that time period. You think you're supposed to have been sitting in the office, sitting down, and they on the couch, and you telling them about the issues, and they think back and forth. That's not really it. It's your communication with them about what they're trying to relate. As a matter of fact, just on the thing that we're going to work on next with the. Um, the people in those homes. It's, it's all there. You can be able to use that.
0: Okay, we'll move on to our supporting scripture. Ephesians 4, verse 17 through 24. And again, we're talking about being in the right mind. Amen. <clears throat> With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. Mm. They wander far from the life of God that God gives us because they have their closed minds and heart and hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you've learned from Christ. Since you've heard about Jesus and you've learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. Mm which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, mm. truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for mm. anger gives a foothold to the devil. Good graces. You are, if you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give gently to others in need. Don't don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear you. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption.
2: That was the NLT version, right? Mm-hmm. That's really good.
0: What he's saying is be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Mm-hmm. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And the question that I think Dave was asking last week is, what is the spirit of my mind? The spirit of your mind is like a very complex but yet simple answer. So I'm going to try to give you a simple Answer is that the spirit of your mind is the really your attitude. Mm-hmm. Let's say that person said, you no they have a they have a right spirit about this. Mm-hmm. It means your attitude. It's really good because when you talk about the mind again, the mind means heart, the mind means spirit, the intent. The attitude, the spirit of the mind, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Have the right spirit. This is why the Word of God says, He said, uh, David says, Creating me a clean heart. Oh. Renewing renewed me the right, right. spirit. Yeah. Mm.
2: That's really good. So he identified, because of his sin, he identified that that wasn't right within him.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Being renewed in the spirit of your mind. First of all, it starts with. A true reasoning and a basic fact that God is God. That's the reasoning you need to settle.
2: Mm. Settle that.
0: Being renewed in the spirit of your mind that God is God. Mm. Let that be the first thing that's renewed <laughs> in you.
2: <laughs> that God is God. He that come to me must believe that he is God. Amen. And that he is a rewarder for them that diligently seek him.
0: And actually, if you realize this and admit it, there's no further need to reasoning. Because what's gonna happen is that God is gonna give you the revelation, the spirit of revelation, which does the reasoning for you.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. Say Say that one more time because they gotta get that. The first and basic
0: thing that must happen and renewing your mind is that you have to settle that God is God. God is God. It has to be a reality to you that he's God. And once you realize that and you admit it, there is no further need to reason because he's going to give you revelation, the spirit of revelation, which does the reasoning for you. He reasoned for you. This is why Paul is begging, he's beseeching you to give up your faculties as a living sacrifice to him so he can reason for you. This will be your only intelligent decision that you will ever make in life: is that you give up your faculties to God and allow him to reason for you. Because faith will accept what he says, you won't accept what he says. Mm-mm. First thing, do realize that God is God. Amen. And then your faith will accept what He says. The faith in you that He placed in you will accept what He says. And its remaining task, faith has a task. And faith's remaining task is to understand and believe. Not you, mm. but the faith in you. <laughs> Simple. God is God. He's real. That's a reality for me. He is my Savior. He died on the cross. He rose on the third day. He he went to hell. All that, the whole book that you're reading, From the Cross to the Throne, all of that, that's why you have to get a revelation of who God is. When you get a revelation of that and accept and admit that God is God, the spirit of revelation is going to reveal to you who he is. When you just admit that God is God, even the sinner, when they admit that God is God, the spirit of revelation is going to come to them and reveal to them that God is God. All they have to do is accept, admit that God admit that God is God. Then the spirit of revelation comes immediately and reveals to them that God is God. They don't have the revelation when they admit it, but immediately when they do admit it, the spirit of revelation comes and reveals, yes, God is God. Mm -hmm. And it starts to reason for them. Mm -hmm.
3: This is why the scripture that we have on the card, Mm -hmm. take his yoke, Mm -hmm. and this is why pastor always says his yoke is easier Mm -hmm. to take because the spirit is reasoning Mm, for you. Amen. Yes. Uh, see, see what I'm saying?
0: Jesus, take His way of life,
2: His way of living. Y'all it's felt, easy. It is. Mm, mm, mm. It is. <laughs> and I just want to, I just wanted to add to that. And I think most Christians miss this. And it's about the revelation of Jesus Christ. And people say you know Him, but you don't have the revelation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the part that we're missing. Is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember He said, "I'll show you the." beginning from the ending the ending from the beginning all one thing Mm -hmm. so that one book in the book of Revelation the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ that's the first that's that's the last book Mm -hmm. of the Bible but it's the first so to come to him the revelation of Jesus Christ if you don't have that I I, I would I would think that you would want to search out that what is this revelation of Jesus Christ not that I just know Mm -hmm. him and I come to church and I talk about him, but you don't have a revelation, mm-hmm. a revealing, of who he is. Mm-hmm. This is what is key to. This is the key to you really functioning in your call. This is the key to functioning and understanding the kingdom. Is the revelation of your Savior. This is a.
0: If you don't remember anything else before you leave today, please highlight that, mm-hmm. as that the first starting point for you, is that. Any true reasoning begins with the fact that God is God. Just admit that. And we admit that the spirit of revelation will reveal to you that he is. Faith will accept what he says. Remaining task of faith is to understand and also to believe. As we come to understand God's revelation, we will see that it is the logical outcome of the fact that he is God. And our mental, as well as our other factors are fully satisfied then, even your mental state is fully satisfied then. And you can't think opposite Mm. of that now. You had something? Oh, I thought you said something. Um, The renewal is not that of the mind itself. See, it's not that. Uh, The natural part of the power of uh, how we're judging our perception, but the spirit of the mind, which is under the controlling power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. So it's not so much that your mind itself What's going to be immediately renewed is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit power to renew your mind. So we think we have to do it. We think we're trying to renew our mind. You can't do it. Because what Holy Spirit does, it directs its bend and energizes you towards God. Holy Spirit directs its bend. It bends you. It bends your mind another direction. Mm-hmm. god worked. it bends your mind god worked goes God's direction. And then you begin to enjoy the fellowship of God in the Son and Amen. the fulfillment of the will of God. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to how does this happen, Uh huh? I
2: was just going to say
3: that um, the mind, one
4: of the definitions I think you gave was consciousness. Mm-hmm. And Paul talks about being God conscious.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So the only way that God consciousness can occur is through apprehension or being fully apprehended by the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. So that's when your renewal comes through is through your apprehension and that's by the
0: Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I, I know I heard you think Because I said you got something look right at you like, uh-uh. How does this happen? How do a mind the spirit of the mind be renewed, and like I said, we talked about um, the, the fall of man uh, and the newness. By the renewing of our minds, it is the Word of God that renews our mind. It is the Holy Bible that washes our mind clean. When you actually read the Word of God, it washes your mind.
1: Mm, mm.
0: When you read the Word of God, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what babies do. They they talk and they rich, That's what they do. They cry out. She's crying out to God. She needs something. <laughs> uh, it is the Holy Bible that washes our mind clean. You have, this is why you have to saturate yourself with the Word of God. Because you're not thinking right sometimes. It washes your mind clean. Have right thinking. You start to think right. Because you've been thinking wrong. You won't want to sin. It is the God-breathed mm-hmm. scriptures that renew our mind day by day and enable our new life in Christ to grow and mature. So it's a God-breathed word that allows you to grow day by day when you read the word of God. This is why it's so important to read the word of God every day. Amen. And just to prove that the word cleanses you, Jesus prayed to the Father just before he was crucified, sanctified them. Through thy truth, thy word is true. Sanctify, his prayer was, sanctify those who would believe upon me. Sanctify them through your word, which is true. That means separate. Another way to do it is being immersed in the word of truth that causes our lives to be gradually transformed by the spirit of truth as our mind are being renewed in him. Any questions? Any questions at all? Because we're coming up on.
4: What was that, man?
0: Word of truth. Key factors to remember. The natural man does not know himself because he's a spirit. This is why you feel like sometimes you're going crazy. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's because you're going between in the word being sane and out of the word being insane. key facts to remember that your senses, they instruct you. Your body is the university of your brain. We talked about that. And I gave you a long list last time, so I'm just going to give you a few that you probably didn't have. You can't understand the Word until your mind is renewed. Every time that you walk away from the Word, and you don't keep it dear and near in your heart, and recant the Word, and muse on the Word, you forget who you are, what you look like, how you should be acting. And then then you hear the word, then you don't understand the word. Because, again, your mind has to be renewed again.
2: It's really
0: good. I just want to... Uh, tell you just a little bit about educating your spirit. To educate your spirit, first of all, we need to, we have to have the attitude of becoming a student. You have to have an attitude of discipline, not just with certain things. Dina now has a, she's very disciplined with working out, but she needs to have an overall spiritual, as well as we all need to have an overall spiritual attitude. You have an attitude for something, but you don't have an overall attitude for the spirit of truth. Amen. This is why, when it comes to time for worship or prayer, we get tired because you don't. And then you're not not disciplined. You don't have spiritual discipline. You have discipline for something, but it's not spiritual
2: discipline. Yeah, can I just elaborate on that? And it's, I like to use the workout because it's. That's what I used to do all the time. Mel said, man, if you was disciplined in the word like you were going to the gym, she said, you'd be also awesome man of God. Now, that's at the point where I won't discipline about the word. It was disciplined about going to the gym. But, but that, I had an imbalance as I was bridging from the world coming over to the kingdom. Um, so I think I develop. It's like you go to the gym. You're in your muscles. You develop an attitude. You, you do. When you work out, you develop an attitude. Um, so it's the same thing. I just use the same type of plan for working out into the kingdom. So I was disciplined in the gym, so I need to be disciplined in the word. So use that same tenacity over there and bring it into the kingdom. And you will develop and you will grow. When you put stress on something, in the, on a muscle, it's forced to grow. So when you put yourself stressed to come to prayer... And to study his word, guess what's going to happen to you? Your spirit, man, is going to do what? Amen. It's going to grow. Amen. You're going to feed it and give it nutrition just like you do your natural body. It's going to grow. It grows under stress. Your muscles, when you, t- when you lift the weights, you tear the muscle tissue. Then I bre- eat the protein. The protein helps repair mm-hmm. the tissue. Thus, it grows and gets stronger. Same thing when you come to, to worship. Mm-hmm. Worship allows your spirit to get stronger. Mm -hmm. You have endurance in prayer. Mm -hmm. It's the same type of you're feeding your spirit the word. You're going to grow. Amen. You're going to tear down that flesh, and now what? The spirit man is going to take ascendancy. Mm -hmm. Same same thing. See, change your perspective, now your interpretation of it is going to be different. That's excellent, Pastor. Um,
0: But this is why a lot of times we don't understand what's going on in prayer. We feel that we we think we need to go off our feelings, Mm -hmm. what we feel. Don't do that. And God is the spirit, and so are you. And you can't communicate with him with your flesh. It has to be with the spirit. And so I hope today, with the lesson of being in the right mind, really have um, shown you how, when you're not in the right mind, how you're looking, how you're living. And it's very disturbing when a person is not in their right mind. Um, For instance, like this uh, the homeless guy that we we see up here. And uh, it really breaks my heart. But it reminds me, too, of when you're not in the right mind, what happens to you? What happens to you when you're not in the right mind? Think about what, what people actually do when they're not in the right mind.
1: Hmm. Hurt How they
0: people? Not only physically, you know, verbally can hurt you with what they say, but when they're not in the right mind, they can destroy a marriage.
2: They can hurt themselves.
0: You can destroy a person's entire life when you're not in your right mind. You can destroy your own life when you're not in the right mind. You marry someone who you shouldn't marry when you're not in the right mind. You connect to the wrong people when you're not in the right mind. It's death unto us to be insane, to be unbalanced, to be unstable, unhinged. Confused, walking in complete darkness when you're not in the right mind. But when you are in the right mind, you make clear, decisive decisions that not only affect you, but those that you love. So can you imagine that your wrong decision, it can affect generations to come. But your right decision can also do the same thing. It can affect your children's children's children. But imagine what has already happened to some of us because of our parents or grandparents or whoever raised us and how it affected us. And sometimes we may pass it on to our children children. Not knowingly, not intentionally, but this is what has happened, this has been your environment. So you want to be in the right mind. The only way to be in the right mind is to have the mind of Christ. Because it's a sound mind, Mom. As a mind of love. as a mind that don't allow things that would damage it or tear it down or distort it to enter in. Being in a sound and balanced mind sees the enemy. It has foresight. Being in the right mind, you can see ahead. See what's to come. We should always strive to be in the mind of Christ he keeps you in perfect peace no matter what you're experiencing what you see what's going on around you this is why so many heroes of faith said even though the mountain be cast into the sea and the earth be removed i will not be disturbed i'm moved by that because his focus is jesus christ i'm in the right mind and he is my focus I pray that this is something that you continue to listen to and implement immediately in your life. Because it's so sad. The children, when we bring them to the world, and we weren't in the right mind. Can you imagine a person who's been clinically ascribed to be insane, and someone give them a newborn baby? Give them a newborn baby to raise. They can't take care of themselves because they're not in the right mind.
2: It happens all the time.
0: They don't know when to bathe themselves. Don't know when to feed the child. Being tormented by voices that are not there, but it's real to them because it's in their, in their mind. I beseech you, I beg of you, truly give up your faculties to Christ, your way of thinking, your emotions, and see them he keep you in perfect peace. You won't be moved by anything or anyone.
2: Thank you for that, Teacher Mel. One of the things insane, in must a lot of people hear that word, and uh, they really think that it's just a it is a person that's out of their mind. Mm -hmm. But one of the definitions that she gave, and I think and it really sticks out to me, is there's there's an imbalance. Mm -hmm. You have a, uh, you cannot determine the real reality Mm -hmm. uh, that you're living in. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have serial killers who are insane. When they can kill someone and go right to sleep, it doesn't bother them. There's an imbalance, that's one of the words that, sticks out and when mm-hmm. insane, saying they have an imbalance of reality of what's real Amen. so we go through a life a lot of us mm-hmm. in the same situation mm-hmm. we have a hard time trying to term, determine what is real what is what is wrong because i was raised this way the worst thing you can do is raise that child wrong
0: and the word of god says he's really he hate imbalance
2: yeah he says it's an abomination Um, He said, and then the mind of Christ, you have to to prohibit and allow his mind to be in you so you have good judgment. Isn't that something, just Mm -hmm. raising that child wrong? Mm -hmm. What happened to me in my childhood is how I teach my child, even though it was wrong. Mm -hmm. And it perpetuates, it goes on and on. Well, we thank you for coming out and being a part of the teaching of being
0: in the right mind, Amen. which is the Great only mind, teaching. the mind of
2: Christ. Amen. Amen. As, as you know, we are a one-cell organism. We, uh, we're we a Bible study-based group, and we allow you to ask questions. We want you, we encourage you to ask questions. A lot of times you go to church, you sit there, you can't, you know, what did that mean? I don't understand that. But here you have the freedom and liberty to ask a question, so you get your hand.